Nothing cuts better. Nothing is as sharp. The Japanese sword of Coca. Sure, it's recording. Okay, here we go. Hello, every man. In future Tokyo, a young woman in the privatized police force tracks down her father's killer while battling against mutant rebels known as engineers. Tonight, the theater is open again. We opened it about 10 minutes ago, but turns out we didn't have the power on. So we're opening the theater again. This is Extras and Epilogues on Podzilla 1985, and tonight we are talking about the Japanese Splatterfest, Tokyo Gore Police, and we got some special guests here tonight to talk about. Of course, my name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. This is the second intro for this movie I did. I powered my way through the Japanese names earlier and butchered them. I'll do it again because I'm a professional, but before I do, let me introduce a couple of people whose names I can pronounce, starting off with my co-host, Hunter Hendricks. It was so so good. No no regrets. Not even one letter. Nope, and, not at all. And someone that found out that he had to be on this show yesterday and uh, watched the movie, and God bless him, his pure little heart. It's uh, Zach Kirk is making his debut on Extras and Epilogues. Hello, Zach. Again, it's not about pure, but it is probably little. <laughs> it almost feels like you've done this, doesn't it? What's the what's the, what's the Japanese for deja vu? Uh, I don't know. Deja vu, Kun. Good question. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's it. So we'll go with it. Tokyo Gore Police. I seriously, oh, we recorded like five minutes of this, and I gave this heartfelt speech about growing up loving Japanese horror. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it um, again. For for the word for the record, it is Kishikan. No, Kishikan. Oh. That sounds like one of Ken Murphy's new conventions with uh, Comically Inclined. <laughs> I'm sure it'll do well. Um, Shannon, please, I'm eating French fries. My apologies. Here's your fries. Eat them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo. All right. So I said this earlier. I'll, I will say this part again because I think this is important to note before we review the film. Uh, this this movie was a hard sell on Hunter. He is not interested in these kinds of films. This is not his jam. But and this is the part I left out the first time I said it is part of the reason we do this show is to watch films that we wouldn't normally watch. It is to expand our horizons. It is to review because if we just reviewed things we wanted to watch all the time, it'd just be a fucking circle jerk. And like exactly as much fun as it would be to just talk about films we grew up loving or have like really fallen in love with. It is important to watch stuff that we haven't seen or haven't experienced and to give our thoughts on things all over the spectrum. And this is why I watch faithful findings. This is why I watch. Well, I've seen dog soldiers. Um, yes that's why i watched friday the 13th part four i mean yes. again i had never seen any of those and tanner really wanted to do one so, so I was like, yeah let's do it spoiler alert i'll give you a hint of my review later uh i went into fateful findings expecting to have a good time and being absolutely miserable this film was the opposite for me i'll explain more here in a little bit let's give you the uh the stats real quick released january 1st 2008 oh god here we go with the names again i'm so sorry japan directed and written by yoshihiro nishimura starring aihi shina isuji itao yukihide bene and gigi boo once again japan i would like to apologize for butchering any names there i did not study japanese i barely studied english I'm doing the best I can based on the television shows I watch as a kid, which involved David Hasselhoff and David Alan Greer. 
So. And that's it. That's it. Just those. Dudes. If it didn't have the minute, I didn't want to watch it. And and Walter Cronkite. And Walter Matthau. <laughs> <laughs> Runtime 110 minutes. It misses the sweet spot uh, by a little bit, almost two hours long. Budget versus box office. I'll make the same joke again because I thought it was good. Uh, just like the SNL George Washington bit, nobody knows. And as Hunter no said, one knows. impossible. Impossible. This is the second movie this month, Hunter, that we could not find the box office info for. Yeah, Faithful Findings, not only could we not find, again, just like with this movie, what it costs to make, because no one is saying we couldn't find how much it, it made. Now, like you mentioned the first go-around here, there's a distinct possibility this mo- this movie made more money at the box office than Faithful Findings. I think so. Um, but, but yeah, what it cost, no idea. It took two weeks to shoot. Yeah. I can tell you that. They shot and completed this entire movie in two weeks. Um, so which I think whatever it costs to do that, Neil Breen probably took six months to shoot that thing that he released. <laughs> he probably took six months just to film that scene where he goes, where are my pills? <laughs> I don't need these. Or the part where she says there is another woman, isn't there? And he just looks her in the face and goes, no, that is not true. Pause, that pause, pause. And then look around like you're, like you're a character in LA noir. <laughs> Um, that is very much true (laughs) critical reception this movie was actually genuinely well received for the most part 82 percent critical approval rating on rotten tomatoes average review of six out of ten three out of four stars from michael esposito the chicago tribune who said it was sick twisted and gory but surprisingly funny in an adolescent boy fantasy way beavis and butthead would love it they would also probably like make fun of it in a very uh in uh a very offensive which, way. Which Beavis and Butthead? 90s Beavis and Butthead, yes. yes. Current Beavis and Butthead, no. They would find a way around it, but it would still be like, at one point in time, one of them would go, what the hell is going on? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shut up, Butthead. <laughs> She's cute. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, I... I said it on the I said it on the first intro we did that growing up, especially right out of college, I was huge into Japanese cinema. I loved especially J horror, The Ring, The Grudge. I loved Takashi Miike, Beat Takeshi, if you know if you know him. And so, you know, you know. I would I would have loved this film growing up. I really would have. And I tried to watch this movie years ago when Lindsay and I were first dating. I tried to get her to watch this film with me. And we got about 10 minutes into it, and she tapped out immediately. Not because she thought it was a bad film, for the record, but she just can't handle blood. And this movie is aggressively bloody. I don't think I've ever seen a movie this bloody in my life, but it's important to note, this movie is not to be taken seriously. This is clearly not a serious film. So the blood that's spraying like hoses from every orifice it is not to be like taking as a disturbing thing. This is clearly a pulp film. This is a, I don't want to say grindhouse cause it's clearly not grindhouse, but this is a, just, it, it is a campy bloody Japanese movie for sure. And I said earlier that I went into fateful findings expecting to have a good time because of all the Neil Breen memes. And I ended up absolutely hating it. I wrote 15 pages of notes on how much I hated it. It was the opposite of this. I went to this movie expecting to be miserable because I'm no longer into these kind of films, but I actually had a pretty good time. I thought it was a fun movie. It it wasn't perfect. I thought it was stylishly shot. Like there was some really cool cinematography in this film. There were some cool ideas. 
Uh, there were little touches that, even though they made no sense, I really liked. I loved the police uniforms with the half samurai cop look. I thought that was pretty cool. I love that the police chief had like the microphone that he spoke through. I don't know why he did that, but I thought it was a neat little touch. It was like a comic book. It's like a comic book movie. Zach, you said it perfectly today when you said this felt like someone had an idea for an anime and they couldn't get it made, so they just turned it into a movie instead. Yes, like very much so. And then what was the text you sent me after watching the film? Oh, here. I'll look it up. So I, uh, you want to paraphrase it correctly? Yeah. You want to make sure you get it correct. Right. This is is accurate. Yeah. That's just shows you what a professional (laughs) Zach is. He was worried he was going to sound too high on the show. I said, no, you're good. No, you're just high enough. You're just high enough for this film. I said, uh, what the fuck did you just make me watch? With the laughing, crying emoji. Like, nobody held a gun to your head. Nobody forced you to do anything. You... So, nobody forced a key-shaped tumor into you. Right. Until... It... So, Well, to be fair, you said horror movie. Did horror. you not think this was a horror it's movie? It's not that. It's no. not that. Oh, no. I, th- I thought it was, it was a horror. horror. I... Shannon, Shannon, I love Terrifier. This is, that's kind of horror-ish. This is anime. The, the, I, I feel like I feel like this is horror takes on many horror horror takes on many forms. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes I mean you're you're talking about monsters that are like growing appendages with weapons in them and people getting beheaded, women getting skinned and stuff into boxes. I think this would cl- classify as a horror film, uh, considering some of the other things that people classify as a horror film. Uh, it's not scary in any way. There's nothing scary about this film, and it's not meant to be scary. But it is batshit insane and weird. Let me let me explain the story for everybody real quick before uh, everybody else tears it apart. Um, <laughs> I just got a feeling. So there, there's a cop. Um, her name, I think, was Ruka, if I remember correctly. And she is a hunter. Hunters are trained to hunt these things called engineers. Engineers are people who have this tumor-shaped key inside of them you don't know why until later in the film and basically whenever they lose a limb or are dismembered or anything like that they grow monstrous fleshy appendages as weapons so like one guy gets half his head cut off so then he grows two bull- two barrels for eyes and shoots flesh bullets one girl gets her arm cut off and she grows a box cutter out of her arm one woman gets shot in half by a machine gun which I don't think can actually happen, especially from a semi, an SMG. And so the bottom half of her body turns into what appeared to be a giant alligator mouth. It It's fucking insane. And every second of the movie is just soaked with blood. So while she's hunting down these engineers, they're trying to find a serial killer who's uh, who is an engineer who's butchering these women. And she's unraveling a conspiracy about who killed her father it's a lot that goes into it. And I want to say this real quick. When you talk about bad films, and there's good, bad films and bad, bad films, Neil Breen, who I wanted to enjoy, had a bad, bad film in the sense that I took no joy watching it. It made no sense. And even the stuff that made no sense wasn't funny. It's only funny in meme form. This movie, on the other hand, even though some of it didn't make any sense, you have to really suspend your disbelief for a lot of this. The parts that didn't make sense were at least fun. I mean, you're watching a woman with swords for arms and legs fighting at what looked like a video game fight. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, but I liked that about it. I would never tell you it's a good movie. I'm not going to tell you that, but I enjoyed it. But before, 
don't listen to me. Let's go to the level-headed person on the show. The one that you all, the, the only opinion that you, you rat bastards actually respect. And let's talk to, let's talk to Hunter and see what he thinks. I just, I just knew you were going to throw it to Zach and talk to Zach. He's the only one. He's the only sensible person. He's the only one on this show making any goddamn sense. So, all right, you pitched the, we have kind of, we kind of waited until fairly late to decide when, uh, when exactly and what exactly we were, we were going to do for this. And I I, I do apologize for that, but with the construction of the store, you know, Ah, it's been crazy. We got stuff going on. It's not, as long as we get a wash, it's no big deal. Right. Um, but, but this month on Extras and Epilogues has been about, like, it's it's New Year, New Views. So we're watching stuff that we, we haven't seen before, to the best of our ability, uh, stuff that none of us who are on that particular episode have seen before. Right. Um, when I picked Rocky last week, it was very much a, hey, I can't believe I've never seen this. And I got quite a few of those. Right. Uh, but for the most part, other people have. We just happened to luck out that you actually hadn't seen the original either, and it was like, right. great, let's do it. Yeah. Um, this this was the reverse. You said this week. Let me let me find something that I you know kind of had like a I wanted to see it, but I never got around to it's it. It's been on my that. list forever. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And this this movie was never even remotely on my radar. I had no idea what it was when you mentioned it. I had no idea what I was you know getting into. So I went and uh, you had already set me up with a, a way to watch it, but I went and watched the trailer. And I I don't have it in front of me, but I oh, messaged I do. you back something to the effect of <laughs> I do. Can I read that off real quick? Yeah, yes, please. Um, tell, tell people what I said. <laughs> you said, um, oh, where is it? I just had it pulled up. Blah, 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 blah. It was, it was pretty straightforward. It was pretty um, Okay, here it is. He, You said, um, I watched the trailer, and literally nothing about this movie appeals to me. <laughs> Under normal circumstances, you couldn't pay me to sit and watch this. And that's exactly why I'm going to try. This is going to be a much bigger challenge for me to contend with than Fateful Findings ever was. And I think I I understand the reasoning behind that. And the reasoning behind that is because Fateful Findings, despite the fact that it is supposed to be a fantasy style movie, is at least more set in reality than what this is. This movie is so off the wall, like clearly insane, that this is not the kind of film that you normally get down on. Faithful Findings, I also kind of knew going into it more or less what I was getting. Like, it's going to be a really poorly produced... Um, right, schlocky you know, shit. Barely, barely passes as a movie. This guy funded it himself. It's not really meant for, like, public consumption, but he put it out there anyway. Right. Um, this movie, on the other hand, was clearly made for somebody. Somebody out there wanted this... And and uh, apparently some somebodies because again it's getting you know pretty decent reviews mid twenties Shannon Young yeah it's it's it, there there is an audience for this movie um, and like we were talking about earlier one of the things I don't remember if this was when we tried this the first time or not one one of the things that I love about this show and I said this from the day we started doing it is that I really like being challenged as a as a movie watcher as a as a film viewer I, I i want to watch stuff that i would not normally watch this movie ha- or this uh, series this show has been a really good excuse for me to pull up a movie that i've passed a couple of times and gone this you know seems interesting but it's like not really my thing who gives a shit we're gonna talk about it like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get it to you and i'm gonna sit down and watch it and so this was this was the very first time that i remember instinctively recoiling and going oh god i don't <laughs> i don't know i don't know man about this like i saw the trailer and like I'm a like, vampire to sunlight I'm, yes like i'm i'm not easily grossed out or anything like that but i don't 
I can't get down on just gore for the sake of gore. Like I right. gotta, I've told you this before for, for me, the number one thing, this was the, the main argument we had about the super Mario brothers movie. The main thing I need is a good story. I yeah. gotta have a good story. Everything that happens around that I can deal with. Oh, you didn't have that um, in this. There is no well, story. There is a story. There is a story. I, Come on. It is. Um, anyway, there is. Uh, <laughs> it is razor thin. Uh, I, I literally I looked at it, I saw the trailer, I saw what was what was going on, and I'm like, okay. I maybe there's maybe there's something under the surface of this because this is I, I I'm not into dubbed stuff at all. I never have been. I didn't have that phase in college, and so I don't have it now. Like I have to kind of force myself to get into into something that's dubbed. And and specifically I'm talking Japanese slash anime style dub. Like if something's got subtitles, that's fine. I can deal with that. But but dub stuff or, or something or like English translation stuff, I've just never I've never been into it. I'm also not super into like Eastern culture stuff about as close as I got to that, I guess was cyberpunk. Cause oh. it has a lot of like, like Japanese flair to it. But so really quick question. Did you guys watch yeah. this dubbed? No, I watched the, the, Sub- the one you sent. Which okay. Was the, the, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, Zach yeah. watched it dubbed. So he might have a different experience than us. Gotcha. Cause he watched um, it on Tubi. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like this, this kind of this little genre in and of itself, which is basically what um, the closest thing I ever got to it was. Uh, uh, oh shit, she had a, what was that? Sucker Punch with uh, Emily Browning and yeah. all that was like the American kind of pseudo version of an ideal of yeah. this sort of thing. Like it's it's the the girls, but they're in the fantastic situations, right? And, and all that. Um, a very tame, sanitized version of of what this is, right? But I went. You know what? Fuck it again. I I'm I'm here to be challenged. I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and do it. Uh and I did, and I sat and I watched it beginning to end. Uh only one brand. I did have to pause it briefly and, and do some other stuff and come back. Not because I was like, I can't handle this, but I, I legitimately got interrupted. Um so I did. I watched it beginning to end. And I fucking hated this movie. Yes. Yes. God, it was so bad. It was yes. so bad. See, this there's is no, there's this is no where Hunter, story. This is where Hunter and I differ because, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Am, am I just a little bit more lenient on, like, it, it, maybe I enjoy substance or I'm sorry, style over substance sometimes if done correct. If done correctly, in my opinion, I, everybody's different. Of course, everyone has their own opinions. Right. Um. Because I would agree that the story is, I, I thought there was a lot of missed opportunities. I, this is one of those movies, man. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just have to say, before I forget no, 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 this point, this is one of those films that I feel like if you had a more competent writer, the idea behind this would make a good movie. Not just if, a... If you had, not just a more competent writer, but a more, con, not, not competent story. It's a competent writer and then a, a an actual, this is going to sound dumb or, or sound uh, like, a, like a euphemism because of more this movie, a more fleshed, fleshed out, out yes. story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I need, oh my God, I needed more because no one in this movie looks like they want to be there. So you've also got a bunch of actors who look bored out of their minds because they have no idea. And I don't think it's their fault. I don't think it's entirely their fault anyway. Um, like you said, the the woman who played Ruka, who I'm I'm not even going to attempt it, don't because uh, I'm just going to butcher. Nobody myself, knows. Um, was great in audition. That was her in audition, right? We were yeah. just talking about this. Yeah, she started. I've seen audition, and right. Sarah and I watched audition, and that was a hard fucking watch too. But it was very cool, really interesting story, very different from this kind of movie. So I went in going, okay, well at least I've got an anchor. I know this person, and I know what yeah. they're capable of. 
Um, she could not have looked more bored through this entire movie. Could not. And See, I get that part of that was a character choice. Right. She looked bored to death to me the entire fucking time. I feel I, I thought the same thing, but I contribute. I attribute it to the fact that I think she's supposed to have PTSD, which is never really. I mean, it is touched upon in the sense that they show the replay of her father yeah. being murdered and that she cuts herself and all that. Um but uh, I'm sorry. She gouges herself. This weird little well, in, flesh skin in, thing in that world. Just, just over in and that, over. In that world, that's just basic cutting. Like <laughs> oh I mean, you saw the commercials. Oh my god! You saw the commercials. <laughs> get, oh, she, the commercials. She needs a, she needs a new oh. cutting. This this movie, in yeah, some ways, yeah. reminded me of RoboCop. Not and not nearly as good yeah. as RoboCop. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that assessment. I mean, they were very much going for the dystopian future. Yeah. Um, Privatized police force. Yeah. yeah, related. It's got the the very, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar type commercials. Right. Um, <laughs> and again, I just kept watching it going. I, I, maybe that's kind of what bumped me because I was watching it going, haven't I seen this somewhere? Like, didn't yeah. we do this better it, somewhere it, else? It, it took a lot from RoboCop. Um I, I thought they uh, budget wise. I, I don't. I, I don't think they had a huge budget. I will always. No. I will always give people though major props for using practical effects, and it looks like this movie was ninety five percent practical effects, and the practical effects were it's done. Maybe you know the rocket jump that it starts with. The rocket jump, and then the uh, okay. So the one that bugged me, and I'm being legit here. I couldn't tell the girl that was on the swords walking. Did they just get an amputee to do that? Because that was that looked tell. too real. That looked too real. Yeah, I, you know? I couldn't tell. Um, um, but, I mean, I feel like yeah, that would have been the the easier way to go. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, I uh, man, I, I know we're not there of just doing the whole thing and all that, but just just to to sum it up briefly, uh, the story was you're not wrong there was a story there was definitely an attempt at a story and and to their credit a stronger attempt than neil breen ever made right Um, in terms of (laughs) in terms of telling it there was a coherent narrative in the sense that here's this woman she's trying to do this here's what's going on or how she gets wrapped up in and here's how it gets resolved there's a beginning middle and end there's no there's no part that went into it that was just out of place like nothing happened that made you go no why is that in there you know, no, but I, I definitely did spend at least some of the runtime going. Why is any of this happening? Like, why, why are we? <laughs> most, <laughs> most of what's happening is somebody watched the Power Rangers in the mid '90s and went, "What if that?" But rated R. And very, and bloody. that's kind of what it felt like See, to oh, me uh, a lot of the time, and, and I just couldn't get down on it. And that's what I mean by I wish it had a, a better writer because I'm sure uh, like this was his vision, and you know, props for for having your vision because that's hard sure. to do. We said the same thing about Neil Breen, like anybody that yeah. like puts themselves out there and makes a film. Um, but I think if, a shot. if if you have a story about a girl whose father was assassinated because he was you know leading the resistance against this privatized police force. And you are now hunting down these monsters who have who have popped up um, while trying to figure out who killed your father. And you have PTSD and uh, there's a murder mystery, like all of the elements that went to this film. The more I think about it are really good. Saying it out loud is better than how they did it in the film. It's you can do the same thing with Neil Breen. If you described what happened in his movie and you kind of, if you plotted it out in your own head, it sounds better than they portrayed it. This movie I think was portrayed better, but I really do think that if you had a, uh, maybe a tone it down a little bit, give more to the story and less to the gore. 
I think you would have like a fairly competent sci-fi uh, body horror film because that's what this is. This sure. is body horror in, in the same you know David right. Lynch style, um, just without the subtlety or nuance of David Lynch. But but yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. That's exactly the problem. It's not what anybody who made this movie wanted. What they wanted right. to make was how gory and a blood, insane blood movie. Make yeah, this. and I think that's, and then we'll put a little story behind it. And that's the to me that's the culture. Japan is you know notorious for over the top blood and gore in their horror films and stuff like that. Like not right. every horror film in Japan is The Ring or Grudge. Right. Um, a lot of them are just over the top blood soaked fantasies and this is like i always heard this was one of the best ones and i always wanted to watch it because again i have somewhere in my house i have a a bookshelf um full of films from japan during this time period especially like mid 90s to mid 2000s of japanese horror films that i absolutely loved growing up and as i've gone back and rewatched them i love them less because i'm not the same person i was right after college um right so I thought that no, I I thought I would hate this movie, and I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love this movie, but I didn't hate it. Zach, what do you think about this film? Uh, I well, so I'm not gonna lie. I laughed a lot during this movie. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the part I laughed at the most after you're done. Yeah. Honestly, the moment, like, the beginning of it, I just started laughing. Like, as the little girl was talking about her her superhero daddy, policeman, and then, you know, you just see what you see. I didn't see that. Oh, you can spoil it. We can spoil stuff on the show. Um, Okay. Yeah. His head got fucking blown apart by a fucking snub-nosed revolver. In half. Yeah. Yes. In half. Yes. And it's clearly, like, and again, like... The prosthetic effects and all that, I appreciate that way more than if they CGI'd it like Bird Terrifier or whatever that one. Bird Terrifier. Well, that's a movie I'm going to write now. It's like Shock and Terror, I think. Birdemic, yeah. I know what Uh, you mean. We're never watching that that on this show. I have my limits. That's like, we can only go so far. Yeah. But, I mean, if it was an anime, I feel like it would have, like, people would have loved it. Yeah, I, I feel agree. Like they, someone had an idea for an anime, and someone else said, uh, "I'm going to turn that into a movie. Let's do that." And I they see. did, and he did. I mean, I appreciate he made a movie, but I would probably never watch it again. I I will never watch it again either. But I don't regret watching it the first time because I and the part that made me laugh Some the most. I regret. The, I, I I laughed out loud. So you you warned me ahead of time. You said there's a girl who nipples shoot out of acid, and I was like, oh god, boy, I'm afraid of this one. I thought that part actually wasn't as bad as I was afraid it was going to be. But the part where oh, no, I it's super funny. Lindsay came in and watched the last part of it with me, and the part we both literally laughed out loud at, and not because it was like it wasn't a oh this is so horrible we're laughing, but it was just the visual. And you also warned me about this at the end when the motherfucker lifts off the ground like a jet with the blood, <laughs> and he's got he's got jet sound effects. He's like oh. when he starts flying with the blood <laughs> propelling him, we burst out laughing like legitimately. That was one of the funniest things I've I've ever seen. It was so ridiculous. And it was at that point I realized that I kind of liked the movie. I'm like, this movie is so over the top. 
some people like all right so some people like over the top comedies in the sense of you know like a larry the cable guy film i i watch any larry the cable guy and i immediately regret it i hate it it's not my comedy i i don't like that style of comedy but some people like crack up over that my brother used to laugh his ass off at chicha chong you know he would watch a chicha chong movie and he's over there dying and i'm sitting there stone faced going like where's the joke is the joke that they smoke weed i don't understand this so i get why people wouldn't get this film and i don't i don't criticize hunter at all for that i understand 100 but i did enjoy it i laughed and i was like this movie's so over the top and stupid and it's charming in a really bloody doofy way and so i i i enjoyed it not for the plot not even for the, the special effects, because even though there was blood, it was so ridiculous. It was so over-the-top stupid. Um, but I, I chuckled, and I had a good time. What can I say? God uh, bless me, boy. I, I, I can say some things. I didn't. Uh, I, I just, I did not, man. No part of me ever got down on what I thought was was supposed to be good in this this movie, and I'm, I'm glad you guys did. Um, but I by the end, I was so just like, oh, we're doing this again. It's just this, but more ridiculous. Like I just, I couldn't do it, man. And I, I also, there's some over the top shit that I like. Like, again, I've said many times before on this show, I think hot rod is one of the funniest movies ever made. It's so fucking stupid, and but it's I a very, with that. it's a very specific kind of funny. And, and this, this to me, I, I also laugh at stuff that's not meant. Like, I laughed a lot at Faithful Findings. No part of Faithful Findings is meant to be a comedy. There's not a single joke in that, that goddamn that movie, movie, Hunter. No, no, not one bit. But I laughed all the fucking with the coffee and, and <laughs> you know, spilling it on the laptops and the I don't need these. And, like, I mean, we joke about that shit all the time. But I was watching this movie and going, okay. Like, everything that happened, I just went sure this might as well happen now <laughs> so um, did, did this movie feel more or less how do i describe this right versus faithful findings because to me faithful findings drug on so slowly and and boring and, and not boring in the sense that it was bad but just in the sense that nothing happened at least in this movie yeah. there's there's constantly blood and murder and death and stuff like that did you find yeah. this did you find this film to at least like did, did it feel like it went by quicker like you weren't being dragged so That's hard that was that was the one i wish i'd written notes the one plus i would have given it was well at least it didn't when you said it didn't feel like almost two hours it didn't i yeah. i would have guessed it was closer to an hour and a half right um and so when it was over i was like oh all right hey look at that i didn't waste two hours of my time just an um, hour and a half well <laughs> just well, close to an hour and a half it felt like yeah uh no, and no, that that's not entirely true. Because again, I don't consider it a waste of time unless I get nothing out of it. What I got out of this was this: this is not for me. Yeah, it is not my thing. And I I find it very difficult to appreciate. I find it hard to be objective about it because I just hated every second of it. Well, I, I mean, could not get into it. That's what this show's about. And even though people, <clears throat> have, you might think uh, at home that like I'm, you know my my intention on this show is not to get people to like things i like my intention no. on this show is to objectively review them from different points of view so someone right. you know hunter didn't like gremlins and i love gremlins i don't love this movie no. 
but it's it's okay to disagree on things. Zach loves Terrifier. I don't love Terrifier. So I I ended up liking a Goofy movie a lot more than than you did. Yeah, Goofy I mean, movie just, you know, did nothing for me. Like people and, are just and, different. And it hit me. It, right. I don't know. Maybe it was just the right time of year. I mean, it was in nostalgic November and all that. I I don't know when the right time of year would be for me for this. I don't think it's ever um, um, deathbed, maybe? Halloween, maybe. Yeah, like like I'm on the way out. I mean, that, I don't know. See, to me, this this feels like a great Halloween film to watch with your friends. You know, like uh, to put it on, have a beer, kick back, laugh, kind of like Gremlins. We watched Gremlins two on Christmas, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, yes, yeah, Christmas. Yep. And and even though you know certain people didn't think it was a good movie, everyone was laughing, having a good time. It was an enjoyable experience. Yeah. I think this movie is the same thing. This is not high cinema. Maybe in Japan, with this particular group of people, it's high cinema. You know, like those people that really love gore and shit like that. Because I also don't love gore. Gore is not my thing. I like ghost stories. I like monster movies. I like monster movies that have blood in them, as long as it's you know, uh, like to me. American Werewolf in London is is a good example of a monster movie that has blood in it. You don't see people getting ripped in half and shit like that. You don't have to see that. Um, this this movie is definitely made for a specific somebody, and I don't think I'm the person it was made for either. But I I I did I had a good time. I had a good time, better than I thought. Um, I will not watch any other Japanese blood soaked uh, films from that era, though. I think my time <laughs> with those are done, unless we do it for the for this show. Otherwise, yeah, uh, I. I'm, I'm you're not going to get it recommended from me. I wouldn't say I would never, ever do it again, but like there, there's no, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I first finished this, I intended to lead off by saying I will watch fateful findings before I watch this again. Um, I don't know that it's that I, I think in, in having, I'm glad we're not doing this 10 seconds after I finished the movie because I was legitimately almost angry at that point. I was, <laughs> I just did. I hated it so much. Um, I could not get into it. I could not see the appeal of it. I could not get it. Now, I mean, since you know, benefit of hindsight and a little bit of time between, I, I, I still I can't. No, no, no part of me can recommend this. Um, but I'm certain that there's somebody out there for whom it's for. And and I would not. I said it when we reviewed it. I would not watch Fateful Findings again anyway. Yeah, Will I watch another you. Neil Breen film yes, before I watch something like this? Yes, of course, because we will. Uh, I'll, we'll, I'll watch. Cool cat. I mean, I said I'd We're do going it. I'll to. watch Cool Cat yeah. and do it for the show. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, I'll I'll tell you this now. Um, you, th- Cool Cat is the one that even I go. I'm fucking miserable. This is where I tap out. I can't. <laughs> I can't with Derek Savage. See, see, I I don't know, man. I think I have a when it comes to like stuff that's kind of so bad it's good. Like I feel like this is kind of meant to be in a way. Um, I have a little bit more of an appreciation for shit like that. That's like there was no chance it was going to appeal to anybody. It was practically homemade. Something like this, Zach said earlier, I mean, feels like an anime. If this was animated, I would in no way have thought that it was meant to be like a a D grade horror movie. Mm. I would have just been like, well, that's yes, of course that's what anime is. And that's what you do. And anime is terrible. Yeah. 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 But it's very like the, the flow of the story even seemed more like an anime. Cause I didn't know what, See, okay, that's the one thing. Oh, okay. That's the one thing I disagree with you on there. You said you couldn't figure out you're like, where's what's the hell's going on? I followed I thought the I thought the story was simple and not great, but I thought it was fairly easy to follow. She's trying to track this dude down. She she figures out that I I, I, I did love, by the way, I did love 
that when she meets the guy, the serial killer, who explains to her about how their fathers were both killed by this guy, instead of teaming up with him and doing whatever like you kind of expect, she just she just, she just murders him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. touch. That's what I'm talking She goes there and then immediately after that, like I guess I might have missed something, but immediately after that the cops were just like butchering everybody and I was just like, What the hell is happening? I can explain so, that. Yeah, I actually I can, believe it or not, having having okay. you know, barely been able to so in the, the wake of all that, this proclamation goes out that anything that even resembles an engineer is to be killed on site. Right. And that's why the cops go nuts about killing basically if you even if they even think you're gonna be a fucking engineer, they just murder you on site. Yeah, so they're just killing um, everyone. Well, because that yeah, one, the one cop. Okay. So there, there's three cops like throughout the film. Yeah. The 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 girl, the old man there's who's Ruka. the chief. Yeah. And then right. there's like a younger guy. He's not young, but he's younger, and he ends up going to that yeah. uh, that like sex club, I guess. And and probably the only part of the movie I truly didn't like was the even though I thought it was kind of neat at first. They showed like the girl that was basically just a skin of the a woman. Chair? Yeah. And then it, I guess it urinates yeah. all over everybody or something. That part was like yeah. excessive and I thought was stupid. Like and that's what I mean by it needs somebody more competent. But yeah, he gets <laughs> he gets fucked up and turned into a monster. And then he kills a bunch of cops and then they go, Okay, it's war on anybody that even looks like an engineer. So yeah, it, it they did have a plot reason for it. Um Okay. I guess I missed that part. That's why I was saying like I at that point, all I knew is like she went and had a meeting with this dude, and then in the outside world, they're just like, "Yeah, we're gonna butcher everyone." She doesn't try to really stop anyone <laughs> at well, the time. She just goes to, the, and then she gets mad, you know. Well, I don't but, think she. I, I think to be fair to her character, I don't think she realized what was happening until she stopped the car and saw the dead people, and then she saw her friend get fucking quartered, which was another great effect. Oh, dude. Um. Yeah. And and that's when she went nuts and just started killing everybody. She, she cut that man's face out and blew it out of the bottle. That part was probably my favorite part of the entire thing. I love when she pulls up on the two guys who are piling up body parts, and the one guy just says, "Don't underestimate the Chinese." Okay, <laughs> that yeah. just seemed like and so then, out of fucking nowhere. And then that one dude looked like a conehead. Yes, I didn't understand volcano head there. Uh, I told Zach this, and this this part also made me chuckle, and it was completely stupid. This might be the stupidest part in the movie. The dude, the doctor, oh. shoots the gun with the hands in it, and as the hands go toward her, they flip her off, and I laughed. I cr- As soon as I saw them flip her off, I laughed. I was like, this is so ridiculous. And then they spin around, and they end up killing him, and then for some reason, that depowers the one choking her. It made no sense. Like... In the world of Japanese weird shit, I'm sure this was normal. But as a red-blooded American who likes his beers cold and he likes his football hot, I looked at this and I went, what the fuck is happening? But at this point, I was so invested in the absurdity of it, it didn't bother me. But if I were looking at it objectively, yeah, it's terrible. Objectively, it's terrible. Yeah, I... I never got past the objectivity. That's yeah, the difference. Right. Every new thing that happened, I just went, like I said, I, I was just going, sure. Right. Fine. It wore the you hands down. Flip her off. It wore Dude, you down. Why not? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that's that's the worst part of it was it never got over the hump of so bad it's good for me. It just started bad and stayed bad the whole time. I but, never got to the point of like, this is so silly, I'm having a good time. That's how Faithful Findings was. And there were definitely still parts after it would like be silly where it would slow down. Faithful Findings was a, a car crash of, a, of right. a movie. You can't look away because the next stupid thing might happen any minute. You got to slog through other shit to get there. None of this ever made me go fuck yeah like i want to see i want to see more of that because everything just felt like let's do the most god-awful gory ridiculous like almost gore porn like thing that we gore porn is a great description and that that's what drove me nuts man i couldn't get into it i need i need something to tether all that shit i fucking love a good evil dead movie i mean i i am all all over a good just blood soaked (laughs) Evil Dead movie where just shit keeps escalating and getting worse. I'm all right. over it, but I, that's where I want my gore. But I, I, where I, where it matters. I also think though a big part of this is the cultural difference of East and West. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you know when I was younger, I used to love JRPGs. I loved Final Fantasy. I love shit like that. Uh, Legend of Dragoon. You know, I own a video game store. Of course I do. But as again, as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate Western RPGs more. Mass Effect, Skyrim. Uh, the Witcher, stuff like that. Well, maybe not The Witcher. Uh, I don't know if it counts as Western, but it, it, it's a More cultural Western thing. There, anyway. Yeah, cu- culturally, this movie is is it's very much it's very much a Japanese film, and though in the same way that like me and Jesse will sometimes call a MMO, oh, you can tell that's a Korean MMO. You can tell this is a Japanese yeah. film. It, it has the markings right. of it. Um, one thing I also really really loved. Because it, it it was part. I think this was some of the better parts of the absurdity. The and she's on the the picture I made for the show. The blonde woman who kept like you know giving orders out and she's dancing and stuff like that. It was so I I found her very her her upbeat attitude about go kill everybody and and there was some. It also felt very Starship Troopers like when they did the commercials showing the the cops killing people and saying you know sign up for the police force and all that. I, I feel there's I a did my part. Yeah, there's a lot of Starship Troopers in this too. <laughs> Although Starship Troopers is a much better film. You've seen Starship Troopers, haven't you, Hunter? Oh yeah. Okay. No, that's yeah. that's how fucking dare you? Dude, uh, we didn't watch Rocky. <laughs> we just did Gremlins. Yeah, but we've quoted Scar- Starship Troopers so many times, I can't even imagine. Well, we did our part, I, yeah. I uh again I what I was gonna say, and you you beat me to it, but you were nicer about it, was yeah, it did a I lot of things am. in that in that very sort of cynical, satirical um, way, it just didn't do them as well as all the other things that have already done it. Again, RoboCop did most of this movie better than it did yes. itself. Uh, Starship right. Troopers was better at delivering that. Like where where I get what they were trying to do with the blonde woman who was you know directing the orders and stuff, I just instantly found it grating. I was like, why, why, why is she so over the top and excited about this? Because I'm given no reason to understand why that's in Starship Troopers. And I'm not going to go off on a fucking rant here, but in Starship Troopers, it's very much made clear the military industrial complex is all about this. They, they, this is how they recruit. This is how they train people. Um, I, I don't feel like we're ever given a reason in this movie to understand why anyone would want this or want to be like this. It just is. It just suddenly from, from the minute the movie starts, it is there's a guy with chainsaw hands, rocket jump up there and kill him. The police are great. And (laughs) I, I could they're protecting people from the engineers. Oh God. I needed more. Like you said, I needed a more of a story. And then the movie's got to be longer, which means we got to cut something and I'm fine with cutting most of it. Um, I would cut the club I, scene. I think, 
I think that was he cut all of that shit. Everything that happened there could could be cut. Um, the fight. Look, the nicest thing I can say about this movie is the fight scenes are well choreographed. Like I, I thought that they they're fun. They were well put together. Yeah, I mean, again, I I loved Sucker Punch when it came out. I might not feel that way about it now, but I know I was in. A, Sarah and I both were in a bit of a minority when that movie came out. We went and saw it in theaters. We thought it was great. It got lambasted by the critics, and we went, "What? Did we I, watch the same movie?" I hated it. I hated Sucker Punch with a passion. I, I, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I left that movie so pissed off that, you know, not to get on a Sucker Punch t- uh, t- uh, tangent, but I went into it thinking it was going to be like this movie. Like, it, it was the things that you saw were what were happening, and it was this, like, mix of fantasy and steampunk and stuff like that. And then you find out it's just her doing her sexy dance and them going into some symbolic bullshit. I, I hated that movie, and I still hate that movie. Um, See, I, I love that stuff. I, I love something that subverts. I, I'm not saying I love a, it was all a dream the whole time. That's bullshit. But I do love something that subverts an expectation in a way that that it's, it's um, you know, yes, these things. Because at the end of the day, those things were still happening, just not in reality. fantastical way. Right. Yeah, you still got to see all of that shit happen. It just wasn't happening in you a know, literal way. D- did you ever see The Village? Yes. Uh, I had the same feeling with the village. I, I think it was just because I went in expecting something different. So I went into the village expecting these monsters. And when you, well, spoiler alert for people that haven't watched the village, you find out it's just yeah, the people but, dressing up. It, it pissed me off. I felt like I got right. hoodwinked. It didn't feel like a good twist. It felt like mis, I was misled. Um, yeah, getting the, the rug yanked out from under you is not the same thing as, oh, surprise, I got you. I think right. we talked about this because I think you said, Bob ended up in the same situation i went into the village and 15 minutes in i went oh it's in modern times yeah, and bob said the same and, thing and yeah and my buddy aaron nudges me he's like Shh, you know shut up man i want to and i'm like okay but just remember what i said this and an hour later he's like you son of a bitch so when when, <laughs> when bob said that because he did the same thing i remember specifically going yeah no they're not going to do that that'd be stupid <laughs> Cut <laughs> and, two. and there we were with egg on our face um yeah that, i uh I, I, I also, you know, in hindsight, I would rather have seen, like, to use that movie as an analogy, I would rather have seen what was really happening there, uh, what, what we saw and thought was really happening the whole time. Right. Um, excuse me, but, you know, as far as this movie goes, I don't think it would have been, I don't think it would have benefited from any, like, to tie it back to that, to any, you know, oh, none of this stuff is really happening that way. Like, there's not really a big twist ending or anything. No, I mean, it had to be exactly what is. it was. Right. Right. Yeah. It all, it all kind of makes sense. Um, because with the, without well, the gore, it's nothing. Much as it can. Like, right. With, that's with, it. Yeah. And, and again, that's what bothers me about it is with a, with a better story and less focus on just the constant, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, for what they are, the special effects are not bad, especially for the time. But yeah. again, yeah, but again, it just, it just felt like a gory X rated version of, because it's so violent of a power Rangers episode. And I famously am not a big fan of the power Rangers. Anyway, I liked right. like one season and then I got out. So when it just felt like this person is going to run around and hunt these things and the movie is an excuse to show these things and any crazy way we can come up with, I make that a series of shorts, man. Or, or again, I, I really Zach nailed it in the beginning, make it an anime. I, so, I that's, that's gotta be more appealing. When I feel like if it was an anime, it'd blow off. People if, would love to eat it up. Oh yeah, because yeah. Anim- I like I, I'll look. All right, so what we're talking about with this film is exactly how I feel about anime. I don't get it. I don't like it. 
I used to like it. I don't get it anymore. I, I've tried to watch it. It's so cringy and grating. I just cannot watch anime. I've tried. Lindsay has tried to get me to watch anime with her, and I seriously have tried. I just don't like it. It is not for me. And that is, I'm sure, how Hunter and a lot of people feel about this film. But that's that's why I like this show. My favorite memories of Siskel and Ebert, which we take a lot of inspiration from, were the times they didn't agree. And they would they would discuss why they disagreed, and sometimes it got a little yeah. heated. Um, Siskel had a temper, but we we haven't we haven't got to that level yet, thank God. Um, but that's the beauty of this show. That's the beauty of this show, and that's the beauty of America is to be able to disagree and discuss things, and to say, well, I disagree with you, but I respect your right to believe that. Not everything. Yeah. Some things you shouldn't feel that way about in America, but that's a different show for a different time. Okay. No, I. I 100% just to, to cap it off. I 100% get why some people would like this movie or would like parts of it. It ain't me. Right. It's not going to be me anytime soon. And I, you could probably see where my reviews going, um, but I get it. I think to some degree. I get it. I think I smell one up one down from Hunter. Let's, uh, let's get to the review zach the way we do it on the show i'm sure you've listened to every episode but i'll give you a recap just in case you forgot um we follow a five point system basically two thumbs up means you love it one thumbs up means you liked it one up one down means you are neutral you like some things you hated some things one down means you don't like it two down means you hate it um i'll i'll go first as i always do and i think with this film subjectively i liked it because there is that still that part of me that little part of me that that did like anime that little part of me that did like the you know cute japanese girls with the swords cutting people in half and i was going like you know sugoi sugoi um that part of me liked this film and had a good time but objectively as an objective reviewer i cannot say that it was a good film and i cannot recommend it objectively but I, but I am torn. So I'm going to go neutral on this one up, one down, because it's the, it, to me, this is the perfect example of one up, one down. There were things I really liked. I liked some of the style. I like some of the cinematography. Um, as someone who loves horror film, I do love the, I did like a lot of the blood and the effects. I thought that was a lot of fun, but as, uh, as, as someone who wants to be a serious reviewer, all jokes aside, this story was razor thin. The, uh, some of the effects did not hold up very well. And uh, a lot of it was plain out like ridiculous and not in a, Oh, that's cute. Ridiculous. But more in a, why is this happening? As Hunter said, and Hunter was absolutely right. Um, so I do, I do struggle with this one a little bit. So I am going to go one up, one down. I would recommend this film. If you want to watch something crazy, if you want to watch something, unlike anything you've probably ever watched before, I would recommend this film. I think there is fun to be had, but not everybody will feel that way. And when I say that, I turn it over to Hunter. Oh man, this is also difficult for me because my instinct, I, you can probably guess coming out of it, going into it, uh, through most of the middle of it was just straight to down <laughs> and call it good. Uh, there was nothing about it. I liked, there was nothing I enjoyed. There was nothing I could recommend to anybody. No part of me went, this is something that I think is, is, is appealing or should be appealing. Um, but I, I feel like I've come around to the notion that I really hate comparing movies to other movies when I'm trying to rank them because the intention is not, well, everything that gets this ranking is exactly the same. That's not it. Right. Um, 
but I'm looking realistically at the things that I have doubled down. And for the most part, they have been things that I went, no part of this needs to exist. Nothing about this serves anyone in any sort of way. And here's the thing, all that shit that I said about how it um, takes its best inspiration from RoboCop and from Cyberpunk and from Starship Troopers, uh, all these other movies, even Power Rangers, all these other movies and things that have done things better than that. If you liked any of that shit and wanted more of it in a very specific way, this would this would be appealing. So this is I'm going to make a very clear distinction here on a personal scale for me. It is two down. No question. I'm never watching anything like this again. If I can help it, I have done it now. I can say I've done it. I'm good, but I'm going to objectively go with a single down, a single thumb down, because it is not like it's completely unwatchable. Um Faithful Findings is unfucking watchable unless you were just watching clips from it that are funny. It's yeah. an unwatchable fucking movie. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I instinctively reach for my phone watching that movie. And I do my best when I'm watching movies for this show to not touch my phone right. at all unless I need to make a note or I get an emergency I got to contend with. Like, I will watch a lot of other things and actively be on my phone and I can split my attention pretty well from all the time that I spent radio and be fine. Um, Faithful Findings sent me to my phone a lot. This movie didn't do that anywhere near to that level. There were definitely times where I went, oh, okay, I'm so done with this. I just need a break. And then I would just pause it for a minute and do something else. But at no point in time was I really, um, I guess for lack of a better term, bored. I was never just like, I got to find something else to occupy my, because visually I was, I was stuck with it. Even if I didn't like what I was seeing, even if I thought it was ridiculous, even if I couldn't enjoy it personally, um, I, I think I'm being very generous and I think I deserve a little treat for saying I'm giving this one <laughs> down and not two. Um, but that's, that's where I'm, I'm going to draw. A, 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 mm. I mean, it is as close to one down and one in the middle as I can possibly be, I guess. I, um, I think you, and I think you would agree with me. If we ranked the worst films that we've ever reviewed on the show, just on a purse on a personal, well, not on a personal level, objective level, I think Faithful Findings would have to be the worst film we've ever reviewed easily. It um, barely qualifies as a movie. It's right. a home movie. It's a home movie with slightly better production budget and a, a complete moron handling the story. Yeah. Like it, it's, Faithful yeah. Findings is on another level. Like this yes. this movie even if you think it's a terrible movie is a movie. This is a movie. It, I okay, we gave Dog Soldiers two thumbs down, and I would give this two thumbs down on the same basis that I gave Dog Soldiers that because I think that it needed a lot in terms of the story. I think that it had some incomprehensible parts. It had some stuff where I just went, "Oh my god, I don't want to watch this anymore." Yeah. Um. And the more I talk, the more you you're gonna want to shut me off soon because I'm I'm. Well, okay. Well, the difference for me, mind. the difference for me between this and Dog Soldiers, <laughs> for the record, the difference between between this and Dog Soldiers, legitimately is. This movie, everything that is beyond ridiculous is meant to be beyond ridiculous and not take it seriously. Dog Soldiers was an attempt at a serious horror film with real, like a real punch, you know, and they failed. That's true. Yeah, that that is to me is the difference. You can make a movie that's stupid because you meant to make it stupid. And then you can make a movie that you thought was going to be the shit and it turns out to be stupid. And to me, that is Dog Soldier versus this film. 
Um, the only the only instinctive problem I have with that is I don't love the idea of lowered expectations. Oh, I'm going to go into it intentionally making something bad so that when people like it, well, I can be like, oh, it's better than I expected. Well, I don't but, I don't think they made this movie thinking it was bad. Like I don't think they made this going, well, this is going to be a stupid movie and haha, look at us. I think. Well, I also I, don't think they made it thinking it was high fucking art either. <laughs> no, but but culturally. Uh, Japan and and the way that they you know they write and the way they do their vision. I mean, look at anime. Look at a lot of their films. To them, this could have a completely different meaning than it does to us. We are looking at this through foreign eyes. Um, so I think there is a little bit of a bridge there. And well, I guess you could say the same thing about Doc Soldiers. It's not an American film. Um, no, but I don't know it's shit about Irish Scottish film. movies. Scottish Scottish film. Yeah. yeah, the only Scottish movies I know are this and Braveheart, and I don't think that one counts. But anyway, no, because that was Mel. That Gibson. was Mel Gibson. He also killed Jesus. Let's go to Zach. Zach, <laughs> no, yeah, that was him. Passion of the Christ. Yeah, Zach. What about you? Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. what's your rating? So, honestly, like I would play it just to show people crazy shit. Like I can say that, but I probably will never watch it again. <laughs> um. But I mean, it's definitely I. I appreciate that the man had a vision. Whether or not the vision actually came out in what we watched is, you know, the thing. But at least you made a movie. Like, hats off to you. You 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 know what I mean. Making a movie's hard. Well, I get it. He did watch I, our I uh, Neil Breen film review. <laughs> I want to I want to tack into that while you while you're going because uh, we didn't talk a lot about the trivia here. This guy's made movies before. This movie is a remake oh, okay. of something he already made, an earlier independent movie called Anatomia Extinction. Uh, that movie got what was called a special jury award in the off-theater competition in 1995 at the Yubari International Fantastic Film Festival. So this is him remaking something he already made, just with uh, presumably a bigger budget, I guess? Kind of like uh, Neil Breen, who... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Double he Down Faithful Findings is just a remake, a remake of Double Down. So no, yeah. wait, 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 not Faithful Findings. Yeah, there's another one that was a remake. Oh, was it? Was yeah, it? okay. Was Faithful Findings it was a remake of uh, of Double Down, I believe. Yeah, Double um, Down. Okay. But, I had another point, but I don't remember. Go ahead, Zach. I feel like there's probably, I'm sure, I can guarantee you, there's people out there that love this. And. <clears throat> to you, I guess hats off. I, I would never recommend this movie. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Just one, though. But if yeah. you want to watch it for yourself and you want to be tortured, you can't blame us. We are not responsible. Hey, hey, it is on Tubi. And you can go watch it on Tubi. <laughs> um, but I don't recommend you go do that. So I recommend it be tossed and burned. <laughs> that's a sound like one thumbs down um so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm looking oh, at both being very generous I, well, okay so i feel like this is almost the thing kaz did with the matrix where i think that if you put if you look at a movie objectively it's hard to say any movie is worthless because they're even no, I'm a, not saying that right i'm saying it's even a, a even a bad movie you can say okay we're well, here are things that i respect about or like or whatever and that's where i think neil breen differs because i agree there's nothing about neil breen's films objectively that you could go i appreciate him other than the fact that he did it thumbs up buddy i i appreciate the effects they took the time out of it to make the effects but it definitely felt like i was at a 
a guar concert. Uh, that's <laughs> that's, that's actually that's it. actually pretty good. Yeah, um, it's either an anime or a guar concert. For the record, it's not for me. I looked up other movies that this guy has directed, and this is probably the best film he's ever directed. Um, he he also directed, I can't pronounce this one, Genkai Jinko Kaisu. Don't know what that means. He directed a movie called Supika Man the Boo. Don't know what that is. He did Meatball Machine, Reject of Death. He did Mutant Girl Squad. So it seems like he does a very specific kind of film. So this might actually be the best movie he's ever done. Um, he also worked on <laughs> one of my, so I love anthology films. He worked on a film called ABCs of death. And if you've ever oh, heard me talk about the ABCs of death, you know how much I hate that fucking movie. It's horrible. What did he do on it? So it said he did uh, makeup effects and he supervised segments. He didn't direct. He supervised. Um, okay. Th- these are just he films that he was a part though. of. And the reason I wanted to bring up is because, oh my God, I'll never get to say the name of this movie on this show again, so let me do it now. He also did the special makeup for, that's right, you guessed it, zombie-ass Toilet of the Dead. Uh, Japan is fucking weird, is what I'm telling you. That checks out. We we have talked about this before, and that checks out. That That would be some... No. No. No, I won't. No. Hard no. Yeah, I won't do it. No, absolutely not. Um, we'll, we'll, I won't watch ABCs of Death for this because we watched part of it in the store and it, it was, was, was it F? So, was it F? Is yeah, the fart? Yeah, was that the one? Yeah, yeah. It was. The fart kills the guy. Yeah. No, 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 she goes inside yeah. of the woman because of it. I don't know. Yes. <sighs> Into the ass. I'll, I'll, well, fucking Zach showed me a clip today from some movie called The Grimsby Brothers or something starring Mark Strong and, uh, uh, what's the uh, what's oh, yeah. what's the uh, guy's name? It, Sasha Baron Cohen. Were they hide yeah, inside of an deep. elephant's vagina? Yep. Oh, that was and then an elephant. And then there's an elephant bukkake party. Jesus Christ! Stop elephant. talking about the film. Don't ruin it in case we watch it later. I'm I'm not I'm gonna not. name that somebody in the group chat. I'm not gonna do that. I'll take care I, of it. I'll take care happen. of it later. Um, no, no. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> no, stop it. You'll you'll get booted. Um. <laughs> We'll wrap this up real quick. Uh, if if anyone else has an epilogue for it, I think I have something in all seriousness because I still think that the basis of this film where you have biomechanical monsters called engineers who are terrorizing Japan and you have a group of people called hunters who hunt these creatures and now you have someone who was a hunter who has now killed the you know the the chief of police or whatever of Japan and is now a engineer herself i think you could make a good sequel on that with her on the run from these these uh police officers maybe she understands the engineers a little bit more maybe she tries to help them of uh, you know become less monstrous cuz clearly she wasn't a bloodthirsty killer like the rest of them were i think you could have a decent plot in a sequel here i think you could continue this movie i just think you need a better writer to make it it in a way it almost feels like blade runner where they're hunting replicants not nearly as good obviously but there is there are meat and potatoes in this stew that could be delicious if you have a good cook i'm not saying i'm that cook but i think you could continue the story by following this character who has now become what she has hunted and her dealing with that while on the run from the police now that she's murdered their top guy and also encountering these other engineers. 
I think you could do a story there. I really do. Well, did you I just, I just go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. I was just going to talk about the post credit scene. Well, yeah, because the, yeah. uh, the, the, what was, what was his name? Key man. Key man. Yeah. Key man. Key man's still alive. Tie that into it too. Yeah. Maybe he's looking for revenge on her um, while she's running from the cops. There's, there's lots of places you can take it. You just need a competent and, writer to write it. And I didn't say this, but I also, I can agree with you. I liked the, uh, samurai outfits and stuff. The cop office outfits were badass. I really liked those. They, they were cool. And I don't know why that dude had a microphone, but I like doesn't that matter. It, kinda, it was it was kind of cool yeah, the way he would it, like it talk worked. into it. Yeah, it was just a little quirk. It was a quirk. It, it, it was it, it was like inoffensive. It was an inoffensive quirk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, can we wrap it up now? I just no, I'm not done. I oh. got a thing. Oh, I was hoping you would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just well, two things actually. First, I'd like to point out that you've now compared it to another thing that's good and did the thing it's trying to do better than it. Which um, what? Blade, Blade Runner. Oh well, I didn't want so to mention that. Blade one Runner, because, Starship Troopers. <laughs> so on the on the level of Robocop. on the level of high art when it comes to those kind of films, Blade Runner is clearly high art, right? Um, yeah. Robocop, I feel like is mid because even though it is. Uh, it's not as serious. It has a really good parody of that time period. And the Starship Troopers is low it's because it's satirical. Yeah. Starship Troopers is similar, but I don't think it pulled it off as well. So to me, that is the hierarchy of the movies. This yeah. movie's ripping off. Yeah. yeah that's fair. Um, but no, I, I have a, I have an idea for a sequel and I, I'm, I'm actually really serious about this. This is not, I'm not going to hit you with Neil Breen. I'm uh, waiting for it. Cotton Eye Joe bit. No, I promise you I'm not. This is not going to turn into uh, Paul Rudd showing that fucking Mac and me clip <laughs> on Total O'Brien every time. <laughs> so here's something we didn't talk about at all. And I think legitimately, if not saves, like in the sense that suddenly I'm not thinking it's going to pull a 180 and everybody's going to be into it. But we kept comparing this story to an anime. So I think the sequel does need to be a non-film format. And at first, I kept thinking it's it's anime, right? You you make it. It's still film technically, but you animate it, and you can get away with a lot more. And then I started thinking a little further than that, because basically, what you said is more or less what I initially thought. Okay, it keeps following Ruka. She's becoming an engineer. She's not really fully one um, yet, and and maybe the you know something we we discover somehow that she's. Because like every good chosen one, she's resistant to it, right? She finds a way to control it. Uh, and then what does that do? That That's totally a story you could do. Um, but if I'm being honest, it feels a little just generic. That's what every version of the story is going to be. Here's my idea. All right. It's not an anime. It's not a movie. It's a video game. This movie is a video game. Because I am much more invested in the wild-ass, disgusting, yeah. gory shit when I can control it, when I have a say in it and a stake in it. So here's the deal. The sequel is not about Ruka at all. You don't play her, and she's not like the key you know, person involved in it. In the wake of what happened in the first in the in the I'm sorry in the movie in the first sort of installment of this story, um, police privatization and shit has only gotten worse because again the key man is still out there and what this woman did it, it really at the end didn't do anything for the p- people at large right so you could almost pick right back up in the world that left off at the end of that movie which is basically where it started but worse. 
because now they're even more brutal. Now they're even more likely to just kill people. And the key man got away with it. So he's going to keep doing the same shit behind the scenes, and he's probably going to be even more careful about it. So you are now, and you get to design your own character, of course. You are now the top new hunter, and you go through a series of basically like building up to bigger or worse engineers until you finally get the key man, and you deal with him. And you literally put him down for good, destroyed, not coming back. Key man is not the last boss. Rook is the last boss. Yeah. She has finally lost her shit completely. And you keep getting like little hints throughout the game that like there's some new wild ass engineer out there that no one has has gotten their hands on uh, and nobody can can like stop her or stop them or whatever. And it's only in the end after you deal with him that you're told like, well, that's great and there won't be any new ones. But this last one that we can't stop is like practically us. She's the secret final boss. Yeah. That and makes only sense after too. beating her do you get the good ending. Yeah, because she's to me, the, if she's a hunter this, and engineer, so right, and that that makes her a thousand times more dangerous. She still has that like understanding of how a hunter does what they do and 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 whatever. And you can make it as gory as you want. You can make it as bloody as you want, as over the top as you want. Um, you you know build up your arsenal. Uh, over the course of, of I, I'm not thinking this is an open world thing. Like this is very much a progression, like kind of level by level type deal. I don't hate the idea of some multiplayer, uh, maybe some asymmetrical multiplayer with like yeah. a handful Four of hunters dealing with a oh, with an engineer or yes, yeah, co-op, three player co-op. It's always three players. It's you three can't have player. You can't have more. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't work any other way. Right. Um, I I think worked again i still think you need you know someone better handling it than whoever handled this but that also eliminates the need for a lot of like really intense story shit had you presented this story and that's in this movie to me in a video game i would not have been anywhere near as critical no it's a, a video game can survive without a super involved story it's a kojima um, story basically this is metal yeah, gear yeah 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 i fight I, me nerds i would, I would legitimately <laughs> play that game especially if it was on game pass and it's basically risk-free like i, I would give it a shot i also I totally uh, give it a shot i also think that having ruka be the main villain all the best villains especially in video games and in media start out as the best heroes right yeah right so darth yeah, vader exactly. uh arthas minifil um yeah the the best bad guys are always the good the good guys who have turned yep. um Spoiler and i too. I don't think you'd have to kill her either. I think in the end, maybe there could be, you know, some, I don't know. You can take it any different. You can have multiple endings. You can, you you can make it a live service where you give it content every so often, give it a battle pass where you get new appendages. You can attach to yourself, you know, like a penis. Maybe that is a gun perhaps. Well, that also could be, I mean, a big part of it is that like, basically if you're trying to fight back against this thing and these things, it's not just kill, kill, kill. At some point in time, it's going to be, hey, we're starting to lose people that we need. We have to figure out a way to reverse some of this shit or at least stabilize it. And so that could be the big appeal with, with you know, halfway through the game, it switches from just murder everything in sight to, hey, you can't kill this one. We need this one. We need who they were before this. You've got to inject them with this fucking thing or you've got to capture them and bring them back. Oh, man. Um, and so what? when it comes to Ruka, it becomes more like th- this is the ultimate, like we need her back. She's the only way we can deal with like the ultimate threat or whatever. And and a fun mechanic of it, it's kind of like do you remember Dead Space where you had to dismember the enemies? You couldn't just straight up kill them. Uh-huh. In this in this yeah. game, let's say you shoot someone's arm or leg off, they grow a weapon out of it. Now you're even more trouble. You've got to kill them specific ways. You've got to cut the key in half. 
Um, yeah, well, you have to find the key. You have to figure out where it is, right? Yeah, that's that. Honestly, that would make a kick-ass game. I feel like that would make a very good yeah. game. Um, but that's it. That's going to do it for us tonight. That's it. So here's that's my all. promise: next week, one more. Next week, we're going to talk about. Uh, we have a we have a trend going where it's movie that no one asked for. Great movie. Movie no one asked for. Great movie. So next week we'll review a great movie that we haven't seen. Although I still think I said this to Hunter because we also talked about doing the Changeling, starring uh, George C. Scott. Yeah, I've never seen it surprisingly, but I feel like the best shows we do are the ones that are a little off the wall. It's the ones where either yeah. it's something we disagree on or something that's so bad, like Faithful Findings. That is just fun to talk about. We're not going to go that long, though. We're going to cut it off here. Ladies and gentlemen, the theater is closed. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode of After Dark. Um, I am exhausted, but we're we're professionals. We push through, and that's what we're going to do. Thank you, Zach, for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. You were just the right level of high. I also appreciate only one thumb down. Um, You will both get gift baskets. (laughs) Until then, ladies ladies and gentlemen, take care of each other. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow for After Dark. Later. Oh, wait. No, I don't do that anymore. I haven't done that in forever. I haven't done that in you forever. Just, that was instinct, man. Yeah. I mean, you just slipped right into it. So I'm going to have... Bye. Later. 